guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night. Oh, this should give you the willies. What? Oh. It's coffin. Coffin? Yeah, I mean, that piece of bodies in it. So terrifying. Oh, we got some nice ones tonight. And this is black magic. For those who love horror. <laughs> For those who have the guts. <laughs> The most hideous scheme in the history of mankind. That's just the wind. We are getting closer and closer to the most unnatural kind of death. You'll scream too. His power is stronger than stronger. His might shall last longer than longer. It's Satan. Let's No! Children of the night. Kill you. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? Hey everyone, and welcome back to another creepy catch-up. I know Halloween is over, but not for all the ghoulies and spookies out there. We keep Halloween in our hearts all year round. We have a cool show for you today. Uh, we got little tree creatures, vampires, and a brand new segment. So let's get right into it, shall we? Entitled frat bros are no longer the scariest thing about Connecticut. Now that there have been sightings of a strange new creature that have occurred deep in the forests of southwest Connecticut, an unnamed resident of Oxford, Connecticut, believes that she has crossed paths with a possible extraterrestrial being or fae on her 14-acre property that is surrounded by woods. According to the witness... I was driving down my driveway when a bipedal creature about four feet tall and about as wide as my thigh ran out of the woods to my left across my driveway into the woods of the property on the right. It was about ten yards away. It looked like a tree on legs with small arms. Early on rumors suggest that this may have just been mentally challenged Fast and Furious franchise star Vin Diesel. Family. A well-known method actor may have been preparing to play Groot for an upcoming sequel to Guardians. It is also well known that Vin stands about three foot eight and has severely limited vocabulary. The witness continued, The creature had no visible curves, hips, or shoulders, just straight. It was brown, skinny, no fur or hair, lightning fast and light as a feather. Almost looked like it wasn't even touching the ground. <laughs> if that's not an exact description of Vin Diesel, I don't know what is. When the being was confronted, the witness stated, When it ran, it didn't prance like most animals or run like a human. Its legs were moving as if you were pedaling a bicycle. I saw the back and a bit of the right side of it. I didn't see the front or the face. I didn't see a tail, ears, or any other body parts a normal animal or human would have. So, what did the witness see? Was it an alien? Possibly a manifestation of a tree spirit or fae? For thousands of years, there have been stories of tree-like deities from every corner of the earth. Whatever it was, we can all agree the true mystery is how Vin Diesel keeps getting work. When did this turn into beautiful world? Okay, on to our next story. The face of a supposed vampire has been reconstructed from extracted DNA. So here we got another story from Connecticut. Uh, it was in Griswold, Connecticut in the 1900s when the Ray family alleged that they were terrorized by a group which gained the moniker of the Jewett City Vampires, 
which resulted in several deaths within the Ray family. It reached a fever pitch in 1854 when the Rays decided to dig up and burn the bodies of the suspected sleeping bloodsuckers in an attempt to stop the plague. A deceased man by the name of John Barber was one of the poor souls on the Rays list. 167 years later, Mr. Barber has been brought back to life using DNA reconstruction. No, hold on. This isn't, this isn't some species that was obliterated by deforestation or, or the building of a dam. Vampires. Uh, uh, had their shot, and nature selected them for extinction. Does he actually look like a vampire? Not really. He more looks like the creepy neighbor that passes out fresh fruit on Halloween rather than candy. That gives you a better idea of, you know, the look. Now for a new segment on the show where we take a look at some films that flew under the radar. This is In Cinema's Shadow. On this episode, we shine a light into 2016's A Dark Song. A Dark Song, written and directed by Irish filmmaker Liam Gavin, is, in my opinion, one of the most criminally overlooked horror films in the last decade. The story follows Sophia Howard, a mother destroyed by grief and guilt after her son is abducted and murdered. In her desperation and determination, she seeks out help from an insensitive and blunt-mattered occultist by the name of Joseph Solomon to attempt an ancient ritual of the Abermelon that may give her a chance to speak with her son one last time. But Sophia has hidden plans that may spoil both of their lives. What this film does so perfectly is that it's able to take an extremely simple setup and limited characters, then engages your curiosity and suspicions of both leads the entire time. You keep wondering if Sophia has revealed all of her intentions, and for much of the picture, you're never really sure whether you should trust Solomon completely or if Sophia should spit in his face and kick him out. The ritual is treated deadly serious and is all based on the writings and workings of Aleister Crowley. Crowley himself was never able to complete the Abermelon. It's a ritual which takes a grueling six months to complete. He came close, but he never finished it. Let's take a look at a couple scenes. Here, Sophia is asking about the morality of the ritual and why Solomon does these things. It's actually a bit of an ontological issue. You know what I mean. I would say no. We're not trying to hurt anyone, but we're doing dark things. And would you do black magic? There's no point in going to the fairground if you don't go on any of the rides. Have you seen much? <laughs> I've seen things. I've seen gods, demons. I've had gods rain silver on me. And the dead and the damned. Most of us are damned, you know. Have you seen anything that scared you? It all scares me. Is that the point? No, the point is to know to fucking know and to see the architecture and the levers to climb the mountain power knowledge in this scene Sophia played by Catherine Walker threatens to quit the ritual after months with no results and Solomon played by Steve Aram has to convince her to stay sequestered with him in this house 
told you, didn't I? This is the way that it works. It's two, three passes at it. It's a cycle. I said it at the beginning. I'm not doing it again. But you've got no choice. I do. I'm going this shit. It is not shit. I wish it were. I'm not doing it again. I'm fucking going. No, no, no. Don't open the door. Don't cross the line. We'll be fucked. Cross the line. We'll be stuck here forever. Please, you, do, you just don't know. But nothing's happened. He has. You can feel it. I promise you, I will let you talk to your child. I, I promise you that. You better. I, for one, love slow burn horror, and I appreciate a director that isn't afraid to let scenes breathe a little bit. The dialogue between Sophia and Solomon is incredibly intriguing. They have a dynamic between them that evolves um, over their time stuck in this house together. Walker and Orem are able to carry the entire movie on their backs, and through their performances, you can't help but relate with them. Orem particularly is very compelling. He's sort of written himself out of society, seemingly doesn't give a fuck about anyone, but he has this incredible determination behind him. Uh, and as well, you can see some real compassion in brief moments. Although not a horror film in the traditional sense of the genre, a dark song still manages to conjure up incredibly creepy scenes, and through its slow burn structure, increasingly ratchets up the tension and uncertainty. Uh, as Gavin himself describes it, the movie is a pressure cooker. Uh, anyways, I can't say enough great things about A Dark Song. I'm always recommending it to friends, and I hope we see many more films from Liam Gavin soon. Uh, he directed a few episodes of Haunting a Bly Manor. Apparently he's working on another horror film at the moment, and I'm really hoping that A Dark Song wasn't just a fluke. That's going to do it for this episode of The Creepy Ketchup on Macabrecast. Uh, catch this podcast and all of the podcasts that we do on the Gangline Assembly. Um, there's lots of shows now. We got every sort of subject, whatever you're interested in, we pretty much cover it. Um, yeah, follow us on Instagram, Macabrecast Show on IG. And uh, if you have any stories you want to tell me or interesting links, feel free to email me at show at gmail.com. Um, I can't wait for you guys to come back again and listen to some more. Bye.